Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 168 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor. No Damon tonight. Well, I guess today, he, whenever you're listening to this, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he is. Yeah. T- it's tonight for us. We're doing this on a Saturday night. Um, Damon is being the... I, I don't even know what I would call it. He's like being Swim like dad. dad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Swim Be, dad. Being there yeah. for his kids, which, you know absolutely you know takes priority over this so good for him so but in general he may show up we have no idea he, he could just show up yeah. at some point he may not come but he also went through our rundown and just you know threw in his own comments in there so, so we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll see as we're going through this what uh or, or yeah i i haven't read all the notes yet but uh we'll try to bring stuff up where we can and if he jumps in he jumps in <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, it would have been nice if we would have marked his comments a little bit better in here than just you know yeah. throwing them in line but you know what are you gonna do yeah. but anyway fun. yeah so we got no damon this week um man did uh, you know i know damon said something on the uh on the facebook page about the uh the dr teeth episode doing better than the last one but uh that actually wasn't necessarily true uh, i mean you i'm sure you saw we were top 15 in canada we we're number 15 mm-hmm. in canada mm-hmm. which was amazing uh and then and then high in the uh in the states and i was just telling you before this we we ended up at a uh, number three in all of travel podcasts in switzerland you know because yeah, so got a shout, shout out to our switzerland listeners <laughs> so weird man i mean there there was a time for a while too that we were like top 10 in brazil a lot and and that just kind of fell off and i i know there there was always that thing with like the brazilian tour groups and all that stuff but it just was you know showing up to the parks but i I just was always funny to me that we ended up uh, really high in brazil so if you're listening to us in brazil or or switzerland for that matter send us an email please yeah say hi <laughs> yeah, please please yeah. Uh, we want to hear from you because yeah I, you know i i always go back to uh do you remember we kept seeing that we were like charting in kuwait and i was like who's listening to us in kuwait that has to be an error right and then we got an email from a guy in kuwait that yeah. was like yeah i'm listening to you guys i'm he, in the he was deployed there and yeah. just happened to listen to the podcast so i mean it was the greatest thing I, it was one of my favorite things ever so uh that that was such a cool thing um but anyway so Alicia you, wrote us. Yeah, do you yeah, want to read this? Say, is this is technically a question for you, Trevor. It, it is. So so Alicia says, uh, so hi guys, big fan of the show. I've been listening pretty much since the beginning. Your podcast is one of my primary sources of not just DVC news, but all other things Disney too. Um, she says she commutes at least an hour every day for the last seven years for wow, for grad school. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad that we've made your your uh your commute easier. Um she so the question she has for me is uh her husband and her are going to Alani for the first time this summer and are making a stop in Disneyland for a few days on their way there. It's been about ten years since uh she was at Disneyland and unfortunately um she was only there for a few hours and hasn't really been there since she was five or six. And her husband's never been. They'll be there for three days, and um, she's trying to decide if they should do two days at Disneyland and one day at California Adventure or vice versa. 
Um, what are the, some of the must do attractions, dining and shows? Um, and she, she is aware of the fact that some of the, uh, there is some duplicate rides that have the, you know, the, the Disneyland versus Disney world twist, um, and which ones to prioritize. So, okay. Um, talking specifically about rides, um, I, in, in Disneyland proper or, or, okay. First of all, um, keep in mind, I haven't been since they've redone Pixar Pier. So this might be a little different now, but my opinion is, um, I would do two days in Disneyland and one day in California adventure. I don't feel there's quite enough stuff in California adventure to keep you there for a couple of days, but it's definitely worth dedicating uh, a day to it. Now, in terms of the attractions, uh, so th- the big ones that I would focus on that aren't in Disney World are uh, Matterhorn and Indiana Jones. Um, or well, sorry, Indiana Jones oh. has di- dinosaur. Or I know dinosaur oh. is the same ride, but well, not really though. It's it's, it's mean, very it's totally different. different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it feels very different. So what about like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? Like what about that? Like that's the you know you gotta have. Yeah, I, I mean yeah, I guess it, it, or okay, sorry, I I don't know if Alicia's actually like because if you had ridden ridden Mr. Toad's when it was in in uh, fair, yeah. Disney World, yeah, it you know it's it's not. It's not any different. Yeah, um, but it hasn't existed at Disney World for quite a long time now. Right. I mean, it's been, you know. But but so so the, the again, this is stuff that I would prioritize. So so Matterhorn is definitely a priority. I know a lot of people say it's a little too bumpy and whatever, but I still think it's a very fun roller coaster and they've done some cool updates to it with uh it's got a better Yeti than e- Expedition Everest does. <laughs> so um I would look at that, look at Indy. Yeah, the, the dark rides are definitely a big one. So um, Snow White's um, Adventure and um, Mr. Toad, those are both in Fantasyland, and I would hit those up. Um, in terms of shows, there um, the big shows to to look at, there's, there's the Hyperion in um, California Adventure, which doesn't um, – I can't remember. I think it's playing Frozen right now. There's not really a lot of shows like there is in Disney World. Like, like they don't have yeah. big spaces to put on those big shows. So, so there's the Hyperion. And then I would recommend watching Fantasmic because as I've said before, the, the thing about Fantasmic is it doesn't have a dedicated arena. It's actually done on Rivers of America right in front of where Pirates and Haunted Mansion is, which, um, it'll be a very, wild experience for you if you're used to um the disney world version of it <laughs> yeah um so so i would recommend doing that oh and so back to the rides when you go to california adventure you have to do radiator springs racers it's a fantastic ride i haven't done any of the new marvel rides yet so so like the the spider-man one so i can't really talk about those but um yeah, I mean, the, to me, the, those are the big things that I would look at is Radiator Springs Racers, um, Indy, and uh, the Dark Rides with uh, and the Matterhorn. And yeah, I mean, outside of that, like I, I would recommend, you know, just get on Pirates, get on Haunted Mansion because you're there anyway, and you'll be pleasantly surprised how different they are. Like, like I know, I know it's you know saying, well, it's the same ride with a twist. It's it's enough that. Um, I, I say this to a lot of people is that like when you're used to going to one park and then you go to another one, you do feel like you're in an alternate dimension. <laughs> I, I can see that. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely worth even if it's a ride that you know and that you think in your head like, oh, you know, I've I've been on that enough times, I don't need to do it here. Just go and ride it once, and you'll you'll be surprised. And actually, to that end, like pirates, um, the the starting area for pirates is miles better in Disneyland uh, than it is in Disney World because of the fact that it goes through the Blue Bayou, which is the restaurant there. Um, if you can get a reservation at the Blue Bayou, do so as well because you know that's the flip side where you can sit there and eat, and it's great atmosphere. It's it's good food. I know people will say it's not like there's there's better. Um, Cajun food out there, but I like it. And I think as an overall experience, it's definitely worthwhile. So, so yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I've heard from a lot of people that like you could probably do all of it and pretty much all of it in three days, right? Like three to four days. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You, you can hit everything in, in, in three days quite, quite easily. Um, I, I personally try to shoot for um, four days because I'll, um, I just like having the extra day, mainly like I'll, I'll go back and hit uh, California Adventure again. But actually, the funny thing is, is I'll go to California Adventure and then still end up back in Disneyland anyway for an extra half a day. So, yeah, yeah, man. That's, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm excited, you know, that's to to the point, though, right, too. I, I would also prioritize, like you're saying, like the Marvel stuff, right? Because you don't have that Marvel stuff at Disney World mm-hmm. and you never will probably. I mean, who knows? Maybe someday. But you have some. You have the Guardian stuff, right? But you're not going to get a Spider-Man well, the, ride, probably. The, so. the Guardian, the Guardians ride there. It, it is Tower of Terror. So if if you've been on Tower of Terror, it's yeah. that. But it has some extra stuff fitted to Guardians. So again, that that falls into that bucket of it. You know, it's it's the same ride somewhere else. It just has a different feel to it. So yeah, I, I mean, I can't. You know, for me, I like experiencing those things. But you know, for uh, for Alicia, you know, I it. Depends on how interested you are in that. If if you feel that, you know, while I've been on a, you know, a close enough ride and you don't want to take up time doing that or the ride is too long or the, the line's too long, um, you know, you can skip that. But, you know, I, I personally wouldn't. But again, I'm, I know I'm not normal in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that. Okay. Right. Well, well, so, I mean, this hopefully is, that that, helps. That, that's good <laughs> advice. Yeah. That's good advice. I, I don't think, did she say where they're staying? Are they, are they, uh, she didn't. I mean, if she's staying near Disneyland, I mean, it's pretty much everything's within walking distance of there. So yeah. that's I did just see, too, what it, did I see that uh, this is after I made the rundown? I think they announced when uh, um, Main Street Electrical Parade is coming back. Uh, when I want to say it was April 22nd. Did I see mm. that somewhere? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember seeing the date. I saw something, I, but I, I was also kind of flipping through quickly. So maybe I, I missed it. We also, too, I, last second, uh, there was a, not last second, but this was announced today. Uh, this uh, this whole Disney Mirrorverse thing. Did you see this? I think we uh, need to talk about this. <laughs> okay. We don't so talk about it right it, now. I'll put it later. I'll put it yeah, later. Yeah. Okay. It, it, so, all right. I, I've known about Mirrorverse for a while. Because it's okay. been it's been around for a while, but okay, yeah, we'll come back to this. <laughs> yeah, we can come back to it. I, just because it's a it's, I, I mean, it's a video game thing, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, well, let me uh, let me I'll send you the article for it. But um, you know, sometimes these things we you know I write I write them ahead of time, and then more stuff comes out in between. So <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I I'm excited someday to to do a trip to Disneyland. I, I really want to. It's just you know I'm definitely gonna wait for my daughter to get older uh, until we do that. So for sure. I mean, it, my son, you know, first time we went, he was four, but, uh, 
yeah, it's, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you definitely want them to remember, especially for you. Like it's for you going to uh, Disneyland is like the same as me taking my trip down to Florida. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to make it count. <laughs> So it is April 22nd that is officially announced. It's on oh, the okay. uh, Disneyland uh, page there. So I don't think did Alicia didn't say, did she say when she, she was going? She didn't say when. Yeah. So well, hopefully it it's is after, after the 22nd. April 22nd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll be able to uh, watch Main Street Electrical Parade, which again, that, um, again, it's a, it's a very, it's a very different feel than Disney World. Like in terms of like the nighttime shows and, and all that kind of stuff, it's, um, you know, just be prepared. Everything is a lot closer together and a lot more um, compact, Packs. which yeah. <laughs> which makes it, I, I think, you know, makes it a little more intimate. And um, like, yeah, the 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 nighttime shows, I think, are better because of it. Because <laughs> they had to be a little more creative and uh, how they do it. Or are you just closer to the action? You're, that- you're closer to it. Like, it, you're, okay. you're right on top yeah. of it. <laughs> gotcha. That makes sense. That that makes total sense. I've I've always heard that that you know that it's just it's just so much smaller and and you know Disney World is is just gigantic, right? So it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to compare anything to it, right? So um, yeah, and that makes sense. All right, I'll read Dan's question. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Dan says, it. "Is it crazy for Disney to build a dedicated concert arena? I'm thinking twenty thousand seats, headliners several times a month, Disney Radio, Teeny Bopper, throw the cheer competitions there. What do you think?" Damon's comment on this, I'll read first. I'm mad I'm not on the episode to talk about this. This is a great idea, and I wish they could do this. Concerts would feel more family-friendly. Disney security is top-notch. But, I mean, they do concerts at Disney, do they? I mean, and they have a venue of some is, sort. I, I think they have a no. baseball field, you know. Well, it's I not mean, like, like a, you know. There was, like, the ESPN. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, a world of place. ESPN, yeah. Yeah, but not. I, I don't think there's a proper, like, concert hall, though. No, no, no. I there's not. There's definitely not an. I mean, they have indoor venues over there. They have. I mean, I feel like they've they've done concerts though. I don't know. I, I but you know, I know what he's saying though, and I yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think it would probably be a smart idea. You know, I mean, you now, know, it's now I'm googling it, Disney World concerts. <laughs> it, it's one of those things that, like, yeah, I get I get where Damon's head is on this. That you know, if if they had if they had a venue where you could plan for you're making a trip, but then also there's, you know, like a, a particular, um, yeah, a band playing or yeah, they, you know, they, they can set it up for these competitions, which I, I know they already do, but you know, just, just having somewhere, another venue where they can do these things. And then, yeah, to that, to that effect is, you know, um, you're more incentivized to go there because you know that it's not, um, or it's, you know, it's Disney security. It, you're not going to run into a lot of the problems that you do with some other concert venues in some cities, right? Sure. Like, yeah. yeah, I, I can see where that would make sense, but I also think it would be the kind of thing that Disney would have to run something there. Like, you know, every, every other day to justify it. Like they, they, cause they wouldn't cheap out on it. They wouldn't just, yeah. you know, do a bare bones concert thing. It would have to be something, um, pretty impressive at this point. And of course they would charge a premium for it. <laughs> well, yeah, of course they would. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, you know, Googling. Cause I swear, I mean, I feel like they've had, they've definitely had concerts before over at ESPN. I'm just, I'm like blanking on anything about it. So, cause like they have, I just was Googling too. Like they have an arena over there, I think. Um, yeah, something like that. Hmm. 
I hate Googling while we're doing the, the <laughs> well, why don't we circle back on it? Maybe I'll, I'll take Francisco's question here while you're doing that. And then if you find anything, we can come back to it. <laughs> So, um, Francisco says, what should Disney do next with Discovery Island? And in brackets, he has resort over water uh, bungalows, restaurants and spa, nature preserves, Swiss Family Robinson Island Adventure. Um, They can always make the island bigger should they add the Skyliner as a transport option. If you look at at the aerial view, a resort like Bay Lake Tower could fit aside from parking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean – there's no way they would put a resort there. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. The, the problem is the, the logistics of, the logistics, you know, yeah. um, it, moving people in and out of there. If, if they ever had to evacuate it, like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. That, like, if there was a tower there, could, yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> well, and I also, I just don't think it's that big. I, you know, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel big enough for that. Now, do I think it would be cool? I think they could pull off, like bungalows right like i do think they could like pull off having bungalows go over and like having some sort of like central building there that you know you could get certain services and food and you know the the basic things you need at a hotel right like i think you probably could do that but i don't think disney's gonna do anything with that island i think it's just gonna sit there forever honestly see now you got me googling for discovery Island, <laughs> which yeah actually looking at it yeah it's it's much bigger than bay lake tower yeah like yeah. you could easily fit bay lake tower on there and have space around it but then yeah the problem is is that you they would actually have to build a bridge from discovery island over towards um uh wilderness well we're, we're also campground. Yeah. We're also assuming that the entire island is stable enough for them to build something like that on it, right? Like, yeah, that that's true too. We we don't know what the structure is like of the island, and yeah. um, you know, it would be a lot of work to build something like that in the middle of the lake. Yeah, I mean, that, and I mean, I just think it's a logistical nightmare, right? Like, you know, I, I just think it's it, it would be an absolute nightmare to to try to deal with all of the things you'd have to do to make that work. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like that. The only way I could see that working is if they if they built a bridge between, um, yeah, uh, Wilderness Lodge there and Discovery Island. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what they would have to do, right? Yeah, and then, uh, or, or sorry, not Discovery or not not uh, Wilderness Lodge, but the Wilderness Campground is where yeah, it yeah. is. Um, yeah, but. Um, yeah, so, you know, other things you could do with it, um, you know, it was originally a, a, um, like a wildlife reserve kind of area. So, yeah, I guess, man, Google Maps still has a river country on here, by the way. I just, sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess the the question is, you know, what, I can't imagine them actually doing anything with it at this point. I can't either. I'm sorry. I'm laughing it, right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Trevor. I there's, uh, you know how Google Maps has like uh, location markers, right? Yeah. They, they, there's a location marker on here for reflections at Disney Lakeside Lodge, which is temporarily closed, by the way. <laughs> according to Disney, I mean, according to to Google, it's temporarily closed. You know, but it hasn't even been built. But what's making me laugh is that there's one review. <laughs> wow. Yeah, how is there one review of a building that doesn't exist? But okay, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry I'm, 
I'm trying to figure out where you're looking because I'm looking on Google Maps and I don't. Yeah, see I'm, it. I'm, oh, I'm looking. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, you see. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, All right. I found it's it, it's yeah. actually technically over the. Uh, I think it's over. Yeah, it's over where the horses are. Um, yeah. That's where they have it marked for whatever reason. Although, if you click on it, by the way, the review is for River Country. So, <laughs> mm. um, so anyway, but uh, but yeah, I just think it's weird that uh, I mean, because because that that's been filled over for quite a while now. So, gotta update their satellite pictures here. Yeah, but no, I I just don't see them doing anything with it ever. I just, I mean, there's definitely some cool things they could do, right? But. I don't know. Yeah, the, the the funny thing is, you know, we've talked about this in the past that you know Disney has to keep a certain amount of um, space reserved as as nature. Oh yeah, as nature is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nature good. reserve. Yeah. So for them, like, it almost doesn't, or it makes sense for them to just leave Discovery Island the way that it is. Yeah, because it's basically a nature reserve at this point, right? I mean, that's yeah. essentially what it is. Yeah, it it can just stay as that, and then they can build elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think they legally have to do it. I think they just do it as because they want to do it. You know what I mean? I I thought it was something that they had agreed upon with the uh, the county. It might be. I yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be. I'm just, I just measure. I just use the Google Maps measuring tool here um, to see how big this island is and the total area. Is five hundred eighty thousand one hundred and eighty three square feet. I don't know what that is in acres. <laughs> that gives me zero frame of reference. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see what that is. Uh, yeah, let's see. Okay, in an acre, oh, it's a thirteen acres. It's about thirteen acres. It's actually a pretty nice sized piece of land. It's bigger than I thought it was. So I, I feel like if they were if if they were going to do anything with it, they would almost have to expand it out. Like they would ha- Which, have to. I mean, they could do. I mean, yeah. they could do that. I mean, they, they you know, most of they made, the. They made Seven yeah. Seas Lagoon, right? Yeah. And those are, art, you know, that's all artificial. So, I mean, yeah, they could do that no problem, right? But then, I mean, does it ruin it, right? Because, like, part of the, the coolness of it is that it's just kind of like. I mean, I think the, I think Discovery Island itself was a natural island, right? Because that's the natural side of the lake is Bay yeah. Lake. Bay Lake was the natural piece of the lake. And then seven seas lagoon is is yeah they 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 dug all that out to build the magic kingdom so that was artificial but i mean like i i would i think the coolest thing they could do is do the bungalows uh over there you could put a fair amount of them there uh maybe do some cabins inland that'd be kind of cool i guess if you're into that sort of thing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess, may, yeah, maybe you're right that, you know, maybe doing an expansion to, um, cabins at Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. Yeah. Would be something where, you know, you have the boat launch that goes over there. But then again, the, the problem with that is, you know, anytime you have people staying there, you, you have to, fa- you know, Disney's big on safety. So okay. you got to factor in that, yeah. that, you know, if, if somebody has an emergency out there, how are you getting, you know, how are they contacting back to the mainland? How are, you know, how are you getting emergency services out there and all that? Right? Yeah, that's like you're, you're you're completely right. They would absolutely have to build a bridge because, and then you also have the problem of people, you know, just like, hey, I'm going to go night swimming. You know, like <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> Which, if, if you know well enough, you should not be swimming in any natural water around Disney. But well, yeah, yeah. I but people do anyway, right? So, um, yeah. But I mean, well, to be fair too, there was a time when they were doing water sports uh, in in the lakes too. So you know. 
And that that was not that long ago that they were doing water sports. The, the water was safer back in the 80s and 90s, okay? <laughs> <laughs> was it safer or we just didn't care as much? <laughs> uh, maybe it's the latter. <laughs> Social media didn't exist, yeah. so you could just sweep things under the rug. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, the internet didn't exist, so nobody knew that it was filled with snakes and alligators, I guess, right? Exactly. Um, but uh, no, I mean, like, there's some cool stuff you could definitely do. I mean, but even like, you know, when I stayed at the cabins, uh, the that one night when I stayed at the cabins uh, there, you you can't like go and walk into the water, right? Like, the, there's, I mean, you could, there's fences though. I mean, you could jump fences and stuff like that, but they they, they do <laughs> they, make it a little difficult, you know? Yeah, yeah, they they make it they make it so that you don't want to go any near exactly near the water, <laughs> exactly. Which, um, you know, you shouldn't want to swim in those areas, but people, you know, people swim over to Discover, Discovery Island all the time. But Disney also watches that island like a hawk. Remember that there was a story like last year where. A guy like you went over there. He took a boat out there, and yeah. yeah, yeah, they searched the island and found him pretty quick. So yeah, exactly. So it's not like you know they're not watching; they are. Um, yeah. But you know, I just, I just don't see it. They could also do something crazy too, like you know, where I'm just they could make an extension of Fort Wilderness where they could have just you know people like straight up camping there. Uh, they could do like uh, I was I you know that island it kind of reminds me of like lost like the show lost <laughs> and i mean that's an abc property right so disney it's a disney property right there they could uh they could do like the lost oh, experience they could like make yeah. it up like lost right like a, you know actually would be crazy now that you're you're talking now about that I'm that. ideating like, here <laughs> uh, like an escape room type experience that spans Ooh. an entire island oh that's cool i like it like, I like think it. about that yeah that would be very cool I mean, they could also just theoretically, like, just give tours, right? Like, mm-hmm. and and leave it in its current state because obviously there's a demand here for people to want to see this, right? Like, this this room, well, you know, rem- yeah. Do, go ahead, do you think Disney really wants to give tours of a no. broken down old? <laughs> no, they do not. Yeah. That ruins the magic, and it's not um, what they want people to see, right? And and that's why they're just kind of letting it sit there and be overgrown. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I, I don't know. I, I'm saying they could. I'm just saying there would probably be a demand for it if if they offered it. Like if they just cleared out some pathways and then just left, you know, all the buildings the way they are. I don't know. Then you get rid of all the the uh, the what do they call them the urban explorers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That yeah, that would kind of stop real quick if they just did anything with it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you're right though. They're they're not going to do that, of course, because the whole island at this point is pretty much just a big giant liability sitting there. Right? <laughs> like, it's a whole big risk of people trying to get there, and you know, it's in disrepair and it's just kind of sitting there. So, I mean, like I said, I see them doing nothing with it. I think it's just going to sit there. I as there's so many other things that they can develop and things that they can do. I I just don't think it's priority at all for them. But I like the question though. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's it's an interesting thought exercise, and yeah. unfortunately, I think that the the real logistics of it is, you know, that ship has sailed for doing anything with Discovery Island at this point. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. So Francisco, right. Francisco has another question. question. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll read this one. The concept for the new Poly Tower seems too big to fit where the current spirit of Aloha is located. Aloha, did I say that right? Okay, is located without overlapping. Uh, I don't know why it just felt like it came out of my mouth wrong. Uh, it's located without overlapping into Grand Floridian, not including parking. Do you think they may be considering developing it, developing it on the opposite side of the TTC ferry boats? 
no. <laughs> like, so this actually, I mean, well, uh, th- this drove me down a, a rabbit hole. So I, I'll, I'll just really quickly. Mm-hmm. So if you look at, and I, if you want to see what I did, go on the, on the Facebook page, uh, on our Facebook group, go look in the comments, go look at this question. And I commented on this last night as I was writing the podcast, because I took like a half hour aside to like, look into this. Right. <laughs> so, All right. Okay. <laughs> I think, I think it's, I, I do think it's a big enough space. I think it's bigger than you think it is. Right. And I also think it's because of the way the building is shaped. Right. So if you look at mm-hmm. it, it's, if you look at the concept art, basically it's almost like broken into three different buildings. Right. And yeah. the two buildings are very much hugging the shoreline, right? They're, they're almost like on the shoreline, right? And, and the, so there's like the small building that's the closest to Grand Floridian. That one seems like it's, it's a fairly small one. And then there's the big main building in the middle. And that one kind of just goes like straight back. And then the one off to the side kind of tilts like diagonally. It's almost like a backwards L if you were to like make the L, the bottom part of the L like diagonal. Yeah. And, and so, that actually fits really neatly into that space because if you look at that space, you know, from above, it's very much like um, it kind of bows out uh, because of the monorail line. Right. So this, I do think that this mm-hmm. resort's going to be fairly close to the monorail line, but I do also think like, if you look at it and I, I put together a little picture on this right next to uh, the, there's a, a space here between the, the beach and uh, some of these different uh, longhouses I think that's going to be the pool. And then I think the, that one piece is going to go diagonally back towards the, the monorail. And there's just going to be like a small space between the existing longhouse there and, and the new building. And then it's going to, those other buildings are going to kind of hug really closely along the, the shoreline there. And I, I think this building is going to be fairly close to the monorail. Like, I just think it's going to be pretty close. Now, my question is going to be, are they going to have an entrance specific for this building? Like, so separate or are they just going to rely on the main entrance for Polly and then people will just have to walk over there? It does feel like it's a little far. I think I would feel like they would give it its own parking lot. Um, but I don't know where they're um, with that. So actually, I mean, looking at the distance to the great ceremonial house, it's about the same distance as Morea, which yeah, is the bad, right? uh, building yeah. on the opposite side closest to the TTC. So yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, I can't, you know, there's no reason for them to make another stop specific to this building. No. Um, I get, I get the feeling it'll actually probably be something similar to the grand Californian in Disneyland where um, you may actually even, you'll either have the monorail running right up against the building or running through the building, but there's no stop for that particular building. Cause that's actually what happens in Disneyland is that the monorail runs right through the hotel, which you, you go, Oh, you know, can I get on here? No, you actually got to walk to uh to the stop near the Disneyland hotel to get on. So, um, yeah, I don't think the, they're going to do a monorail stop. I don't think it makes no, sense for them to do that. It's just I, I, don't, be close. I don't see any reason. Yeah. yeah. It'll, it, it, you know, and, and honestly, I, I think that's, that might be a bit of a selling point too, because even yeah. if you don't have that Lakeview room, you know, even on the opposite side, having a view of the monorail track, you know, for, for families, yeah, yeah, families and kids and stuff like, like when my son was little, like, you know, when we, when we first took them to, uh, to the Grand Californian, um, we had a, we were lucky we got a room that, you know, we could see the monorail track from our room and he just, he loved it. Like he thought it was the greatest yeah. thing ever. And and I know it's like just a, a very, like, it shouldn't be like the whole highlight of your trip, but, um, you know, for your, you know, for anyone going with kids, that's, that definitely makes this building, 
um, a little more enticing, I think. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I was thinking about this, and I don't think there's going to be a bad view in this entire hotel. It's it's almost no. in a lot of ways like Bay Lake, right? It's like okay, I didn't get the lake view, but now I get to like I can see the monorail. Like you know what I mean? Even though you're looking at a parking lot, I mean here you, to your point, I mean you're going to be, you know, it's going to be close. I I don't know what kind of distances they want to maintain, but between buildings and you know, and, and the actual monorail track. But I mean, I'm just looking over here at the Grand Floridian at one of the buildings they have. I mean, and it's, it's pretty close to the track. I mean, let's see. Yeah. It's like 35 feet away. So, I mean, it's, I just love the measure tool on a Google maps, especially (laughs) like I, I got so nerdy about this when I was looking into it and I was like, I was like measuring different buildings and cause I think it's always deceptive on Google maps, right? It always looks smaller than it actually is. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, I I mean, I just think it's and they specifically shape the building to fit the piece of land that they have, which is not a lot. And I I just can't imagine them developing that space on the other side of the TCC because it's it's kind of far, you know. It's like it's just kind of far. To, to to your point though about you know the 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 scale is tricky. Like I'm I'm comparing against the longhouses in the rest of the poly yeah, yeah. to this space, and like when I look at when I look at this potential space that they can use, any one of the existing longhouses could fit in it. Absolutely. And and if you look at those longhouses, I know they're only, you know, three stories tall, but you know, they're they're pretty big. Like like it's it, it, when you're actually standing there, it's a lot bigger than you realize. So Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you know, and, and also like you said, if if they're if they're splitting up this building so it's kind of doing that uh that um L shape. Well, it's it, even, you know, it's even more than an L shape too. Cause right. If you like, look at it, like the small building that's close to grand Floridian is also kind of, it's kind of a V right. Like yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's yeah. kind of almost a backwards C in a weird way. Right. Cause it's, but the top part is very it be a V on its side, but yeah. Yeah. The, yeah well, well, <laughs> I, I th- I'm thinking it more as like circular instead of, you know, very angular, but you know, whatever, but uh, okay. either way, yeah. but you know, I'm just like, again, I just did the measure tool thing on a uh, Google maps here and it's, you know, 69,408 square feet. Right. So it's, it's a pretty big, piece of land there i mean it's if you just that where i'm guessing it's going to be right like just where where my guess is is how far out it's going to go but it's to to what i'm saying like just looking if you look really closely at that that top building close to grand floridian it goes a little bit inwards right it's just like kind of it it hugs the shoreline and then that one building that's going to be closest to poly is going to bow out uh, a little bit more because there's more space there and then, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't, I, you know, looking at the space that's on the other side of, uh, you know, the TTC, it's kind of far from Polly. Like, if I were staying there, I wouldn't feel like I was staying at Polly. You know what I mean? I feel like right. it was a whole yeah, separate resort. Yeah, that's exactly like there. there's the space on the other side of the Polly there actually is, it's about the same space as the Grand Floridian in its entirety. Yeah. Like it's, that's a huge amount of space on the other side, but yeah, if if they were going to do something with that, that would almost be just another resort at that point. Cause yeah. Cause you, yeah, you've got the TTC in between the, Hmm. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at, yeah, they could actually build a whole other resort there if they want. Oh, like there's a ton of space right there. Like I I actually kind of didn't even like realize how much space is actually there. They could build. I mean, I think the original plans called for them to build at least a couple things over there. And you know they have that space that's we we've been speculating. They also have that space in between Grand Floridian and Magic Kingdom too. That's just sitting there open. I mean, they just have a ton of space around here, and and it, it is a little weird that they would try to just like 
shoehorn it into this tiny place. But if you're going to build a brand new resort, then yeah, develop that area over on the other side of the TTC. But I mean, if it's going to be poly, you know, themed, then it should be where it's going to be. Yeah. And, and again, like you said, you know, you know, looking at the, the space where spirit of Aloha is and, and the beach and everything around there. Yeah. That like there, uh, I've, I've walked through there. Uh, and it's, Again, you, you don't realize how much space is actually there until you're standing in the middle of it. Like it's, it's not a small Absolutely. space. And again, the fact, the fact that it's a tower too, you know, you know, you say, well, you know, you're, you're going to scrunch in this tower, but you know, it's going to, it's going to fit a lot of people. Like, I mean, l- you know, even compared to the size of Bay Lake tower, like, like you could yeah, fit Bay Lake tower. 10 stories space. tall, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's what they're. That's what the it looks like. Now, obviously, we're going to get more details about this at some point, right? Like, so we we don't have a lot of details now, but based on the on the concept art uh, and what DVC News was saying, they were counting it as ten stories. So, but that's why they're building it as a tower, right? Is because they mm-hmm. don't have a lot of a lot of land to build on. So, if you don't have that, then you build up, right? <laughs> like, exactly. So, exactly. So, and that I mean, that's that's why the the Disney the new Disneyland DVC Resort is a tower. They just don't have the space to build, you know, wide. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think that's where it's going. I mean, I would be shocked if they built it on the other side of the TTC. Um, I just would be shocked by that. They, I just can't see it. They, they already announced. I mean, the whole reason they're closing Spirit of Aloha is for this. So why would they close down Spirit of Aloha and then build it somewhere else? I don't know if they technically announced that. Right. I like I did when they did the uh, the preview. Yeah, I, I don't think they technically like Disney actually said that it was closing to accommodate that. I think people are putting two and two together. You know, like I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'll have to go look back at the announcement, but I don't think they actually said it in their announcement. They just because it's been rumored for a while that it was never going to reopen, right? Right. So, yeah. Let me see here. Let me let me pull up the announcement. Uh, da, 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 da. No, no, we can't keep doing this. We're going to be here all. What are you night. talking about? <laughs> If we keep well, we Googling can't, everything. We can't keep Googling while we're on here? Okay. Well, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I know it it actually doesn't um you know it just says situated on the shores of Seven Seas Lagoon. Uh would join would join the rest of the resort, stunning views, blah blah blah. Yeah, I it really it doesn't say in the yeah, in the actual the, announcement. People are just putting two and two together, I think. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I get I guess yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, I guess when I heard it too, I immediately went to, oh, you know, that area is going away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is worth noting too, like if you look at this, you know, if you look at the concept art, like it looks like there's each one of these like kind of, and and it's probably more than, I, I kind of made it like three buildings just based on their orientation, but it's kind of like, I don't know, it's split up into a bunch of different it's, buildings, <laughs> you know? Well, but, I mean, it, it, it's sections of the same building, right? Yeah. But, the, but, you know, they're kind of, I think they're designing them that, yeah, you've got like, yeah, th- three unique areas to the building, and that probably probably plays into like you were saying the design of where it's going to sit along the the yeah. beach there. Yeah, because some of these side like some of the side towers are not ten floors, right? Like, so I'm just counting real quick: one, two, three, four, five, six floors, right? I mean, well, ground floor and then five floors above it, right? So, like, I think it's just the main tower that has the the most amount, but you know, still it's. It, it, actually, you can. I'm just seeing now that you can see the monorail in the background of this concept art just barely. Got to look real close, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's there. You can see it. Um, it'll be there. So, yeah, of course it'll be there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I do think there's enough space here. I think it'll 
be interesting to see what the final plans end up being like and how it actually ends up looking and you know how how that all works so i would assume they're gonna have to start tearing down that spirit of aloha building like asap right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so anyway uh okay let's get through the last couple of these and then we can get to some dbc news so so Connor says, what is your favorite travel memory? Doesn't have to be Disney, but bonus points if it is. Um, the, Trevor, real quick, though, question. Sure. Do Canadians spell favorite with the U? I, don't, I need to know this, if, if that's the, the case or not. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, it's like color or armor. Like, there, we put I just, use I a lot of words yeah, that I, you don't. I, I didn't know if Canadians did that. I know that was like a, like a British thing, but I didn't know if Canadians did it, too. Yeah. Yeah, we do it, too. So we're the only weird ones here. Okay, cool. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's with everything else. I, I got yeah. it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we also like base 10 instead of base 12 and all that stuff. I don't... When you, when you say, you know, feet and yards and stuff, you, you might as well be... <laughs> Just throw you for a loop. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think in... I, I deal in meters, but yeah. <laughs> well, we I, I, I don't know where... Con- I feel like I remember Connor saying before... Oh, man. I don't want to, like, misrepresent where Connor's from. But obviously, uh, either Canadian or <laughs> from England. Maybe maybe he's uh, our, our listener from Switzerland. I don't know. So we have to find out. But anyway, go ahead. Read this question. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. So, so, yeah. Connor says, what's your favorite travel memory? Doesn't have to be Disney, but bonus points if it is. Um, whew, I mean, I've... Okay. I, I guess I'll, I'll give you two. And there's... Um, there's one when I was with my family growing up and then, and then with my wife and my son. So, so the first one was, um, I went with, uh, I was 18. We went to Disneyland and, um, we were in Frontierland and we ran into a, uh, a bandit that was trying to hide some money. It like, like they had some, some cast members that were, um, doing, they were doing an improv skit and they, we got pulled into the middle of it. And my, my brother was being accused of helping the bandit hide his money by the sheriff and, and all that kind of stuff. And it was one of those, like, um, like, I, I mean, the, the trip overall was fantastic, but that still, like, we still mention that from time to time, even today, because it was just one of those funny, like, you know, you, you didn't see it coming and all of a sudden you're in the middle of, of something. Right. So, um, so there was that. And then, um, and then my favorite of my son or or with my wife and son is actually when, uh, and I have a little clip of this is, um, the first time we took him to Disneyland, he, he, again, he had no concept of what it was, but we were, we got there and we were standing outside a haunted mansion waiting for Phantasmic. And I just recorded him saying, I love Disneyland. And he was wearing like those um, glow with the show ears and everything. <laughs> and it was just, it, it was just one of those, like, you know, it was the evening. It was, um, you know, we, we were all just, you know, happy, like, like kind of tired. Cause it was like the first day. And, you know, just seeing my, my son looking around and, and yeah, it like, it, I, I can't, I don't even know how else to describe it. It was just one of those moments. Like, you know, you could just sit there and be content with it. Yeah. Get that. Yeah. So, so what about you? 
Uh man, I, I had mine and I just forgot. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. So <laughs> there was a trip that I we did. It was it was my wife and and a, a good friend of ours, and we had we decided we were going to drink around the world at Epcot, but we decided very late in the day. And I've told the story before, but uh, mm-hmm. I, although I, this, I I think our friend would be mortified to to hear this because we were we were staying at Wilderness Lodge and actually Boulder Ridge, right? And yep. we, you know how sometimes the resorts share buses, like if, it, if like a, you know, a, a nearby resort needs some pickups and, and there's, you know, not a lot of people on your bus, sometimes they'll go pick people up from another resort. And um, so that was happening, right? And that happens sometimes with Wilderness Lodge where you go to uh, Fort Wilderness to pick up people, right? And mm-hmm. so we, the bus is pulling into Fort Wilderness and our friend who was on, on their phone looked up and goes, is this Epcot? And I was like, <laughs> And we make fun of her about it to this day because it's like, could it be further from Epcot uh, <laughs> as far as, you know, like uh, theme and stuff goes. Um, right. But anyway, and so then we go and we successfully drink around the world in like three and a half hours, which I do not advise anyone to try. It's the worst idea ever. Um, and documented the whole thing on Facebook, which, uh, you know, is is a pretty funny thing. But it that was fun. But then the next day was was like an epic day it was our last day there and we could stay till close because we were staying at uh we were, we had a hotel in daytona beach so that night we were going to drive to daytona beach sleep overnight and then drive the rest of the way home so we decide we're going to go like all out we're going to go open to close like really rock it out which is first of all not a great idea after drinking all night and uh to to at least 11 o'clock at night is when it happened so we rope drop we rope drop Magic Kingdom and we get we get there just in time for the open show, right? Which they don't even really do the open show anymore, but they used to have a whole show mm-hmm. like right at opening, the, right? Yeah. yeah, the the welcome sh- or yeah, yeah, like the, with, the, with the train and everything. Yeah, with up. the train and the characters were coming up, and you know we we had actually never seen it before, even though we rope dropped all the time, we just had never caught it before for whatever reason, and so we really wanted to see that. So we we did that. We got to see it. It was great. We it was happening right as we walked in. And then, um, you know, we just did, we like were hitting every ride. Like we, we rope dropped, uh, seven dwarves and then we did, every, we like walked onto everything else, uh, you know, in the morning. And then we went over to Hollywood studios. We did a whole bunch of stuff at Hollywood studios. Then we hopped over Epcot and we did a whole bunch of stuff at Epcot. Like we just did so much that day and we did three different parks in one day. And then we ended the day with, with, uh, fireworks at Magic Kingdom and so, like, we had just, it was just a very cool, like, full experience where we did a ton of stuff that day. We didn't do all four parks, you know, which we just, we decided not to. But uh, it was just cool to be able to, 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 to start the day at Rope Drop, see the, the opening show, and then see the, the fireworks end at the end of the day. I was exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely <laughs> exhausted. Couldn't have been more tired. Uh, and, and it was, I, you know, it's like one of those things, like when you're so tired and then you finally get to your bed and go to sleep, it's just like the greatest feeling in the world. Just, like that's how that went. And your eyes are already shut yeah, before. Just like, yeah. oh yeah. So that, I mean, because it was probably, I think we started our day probably at like seven in the morning and we probably didn't oh, get to Daytona yeah. until like 1230 at night at, at the late, you know, so we were just, we were just exhausted and, you know, and we were up late or uh, like late the day before too. So, um, yeah, so that was that was that was a really fun one, um, and and also I'm going to quote one from childhood really quickly too here, uh, 1999, uh, <laughs> very very specific I know, um, 
Oh wait, no, wait, it wasn't that trip. I'm sorry. It was. It this was in the 80s uh, because my my sister was was very young, maybe three or four, and I think I've told this on the show before too. Uh, but you know, we were walking on the bridge to Tomorrowland. My my sister had a cookie in her hand. A bird sw- uh, swooped down and stole the cookie out of her hand, and she got very upset. And as a as a uh, as a brother to my sister, I thought it was hilarious, and I still to this day think it's really funny. <laughs> 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 so <Aww>. anyway, <laughs> she was she was very upset yeah. about it, but I thought it was amazing. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, also one time I found twenty dollars in the park, and I was like, just. I couldn't figure out who it belonged to. So I was like, all right, this is my $20 now. We're going to spend on something dumb. I don't even remember what we spent it on though, but it was just like random thing that happened. And it was just made us really happy. (laughs) (laughs) I probably should say like, you know, when I got engaged in my honeymoon, but you know, these are, I mean, I, you know, I, uh, we did our honeymoon too in in Disney world. And yeah, we like, or yeah, I, I, I could, I have lots of great memories there, but yeah, I think yeah, yeah. the ones with my son really stand out and the ones with my family do. I, we, the, I guess, yeah, the one memory from my honeymoon was actually us going into uh, the Adventurers Club. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, that that was a, a, a wild experience because we had no idea what it was. We just kind of stumbled upon it because we were looking around uh, Pleasure Island. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there, obviously there's a lot of them and, and, you know, I, I think for both of us, you, you know, like, like Connor said, you know, it doesn't have to be Disney, but I think for you and I, it's a lot of Disney. <laughs> it is. I mean, it definitely yeah. is. Uh, okay. Well, let's okay. do Brandon. What type of restaurant would you like to see added to the poly expansion? It's a good question. This is a really good question. Um, I don't know because we already have <laughs> some, yeah, because like we already have Ohana and yeah. Kona Cafe and all that, it like in the Polynesian itself. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know where what else. The only the only thing I could think of, my wife's really into poke bowls, right? Like, yeah. you could have a place that does that. I mean, I guess right. Or or they could, um, you know, they could take the menu that they served at uh, the the Luau. And, oh yeah, they could do that, that into yeah. a restaurant. Yeah, although I feel like I always heard the food was not great there, uh, but I could well, be wrong. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I, mean, I I would like a place with like a whole like pig roast kind of thing. Like that would be cool. I mean, I guess Ohana is kind of that in a in a you know lesser version, but I would love a place that did like a pig roast and like did like a you know that kind of thing. I, I feel that that wouldn't work because if if it's a big tower, you're going to have a lot more people there. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm I just know. I'm just thinking here. I mean, I, I I'm not going to lie. I don't know Hawaiian or Polynesian cuisine very well. I, I mean, I, I really don't. So. Oh, you know what? Um, they need to do. Uh, what is the name of the restaurant in Disneyland now? Next to the Tiki Room. And why am I drawing a blank on it? Uh, <laughs> um, it was you do some more Googling while we're doing the podcast. If you want. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I, I, I guess I could. Maybe, maybe this is the Google episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, how about while you do that, I go ahead and read our ad and then you can okay. get back with that after our ad and then we'll talk about some other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our sponsor this week is DVC resale market. DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC companies, is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. 
If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2020, DVC Resale Market helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to DVCresellMarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 1-844-382-7767. And when you speak to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Did you find your answer, Trevor? It is Tropical Hideaway. Ah, there it is. I actually knew that. I forgot the name. I I, I heard that before. Yeah, it, it was it was on the tip of my tongue, and I could not get it out for some reason. And but yeah, you know, you know, I guess the the thinking there because Tropical Hideaway is kind of is what Disney wanted the Tiki Room to actually be. Oh yeah, in the first place was like a a a a, a dinner with a show kind of yeah. thing. Um, I mean, something like that would be cool. That was actually one of my favorite things from the, uh, you know, that's a good point, uh, Trevor. That's a great idea to have like the animatronic Tiki. Like, but that makes it kind of like Rainforest Cafe Disney style, right? Like that's, you know. Yeah, but uh, the Tiki Room is a little better than yeah. Rainforest Cafe. It's a little that's classier. <laughs> did you, did, uh, one of my favorite things from the Imagineering story, I think it was, I forget who was telling the story, but somebody was saying when they initially pitched the Tiki Room to Walt Disney, he said, he say, he, they said, oh, we're going to have these birds in cages and then uh, people are going to be eating underneath. And, and Walt Disney apparently replied to that by saying, well, you can't do that because the birds are going to poop in the food. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he's and right. Then, and then the Imagineer and I forget who it was says, oh, no, no, we're going to have like uh, little little robot birds. And like literally just said that on the spot, not intending that to be the case at all. And then it was like, and he was like, Oh, okay, go do that then. And they were like, Oh, yeah. now like, we got to oh. invent that. <laughs> so, oh no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't, don't. That's one of my favorite things in the imaginary story. Like that was a great thing. Yeah. So, I'm trying to remember who said it now. Gosh, I, I really don't want to Google more on the show. <laughs> Probably. It was Marty, Marty Sklar. Let's, let's go with that. Was it? I, yeah, I don't know. know. I'm just <laughs> throwing the name out. <laughs> I don't think right, it yeah, was. Let's, uh, let's, let's get into the news here. Um, so DVC news, which uh, the first one we got here is direct prices for three older resorts rise to $200 per point. And um, I'll, I'll read Damon's comment here, which is uh, DVC is one of those don't wait things. Uh, I think yeah. everyone wishes they'd bought earlier. And this is exactly why we've got uh, direct prices for three older properties have, have gone up. Um, some of them fourteen to twenty dollars per point. So uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Villas, Old Key West, and Saratoga Springs are now set yeah. to two hundred dollars per point. Whew. Okay, that's uh, that's, a, that's a little steep. It's feel, feeling yeah. a little steep. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, that I, I'm, I'm reading through this article. It's, it's, uh, yeah, obviously some, some of the resorts were set at different rates. So, so I think Animal Kingdom Villas was the most expensive prior to this. Yeah, at 186 dollars a point, and then Old Key West was 180. Like, I mean, if you think about that, because you know th- this goes back to our ad about, uh, you know, maybe buy consider resale because well, I know the resale I mean, price resale is. Quite a bit lower, yeah, for for, exactly. for those resorts, yeah. yeah. But but yeah, just it's just crazy to think about how, um, you know, even five years ago, you know, the idea of paying two hundred dollars a a point was like when when I was buying DVC, that was like that would have taken it off the table entirely for me. 
I mean, I just, I kind of see this as them just trying to push people towards the resorts they currently have for sale, right? Like that, that's that is that, it, yeah. That, yeah that's, that's part. Usually, of it. what but, it is, right? But but the 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 thing is, is that you know the new resorts are at two hundred dollars a point as well. So that they're kind of. You but know, they have incentives, though. They have incentives, so that's that's true too. Yeah, yeah. So so they're 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 making that more of an incentive, but they're obviously trying to level the playing field so that people don't go. Well, you know, I'll just buy the cheaper resort, right? So yeah. so I get I get why Disney's doing it. It's just you know you know it's you know that that for me and, and I think you know for any of us that own DVC at this point, you know, you you look at it and go, you know, like Damon said, you know, oh, I'm glad that I didn't. Uh, wait to buy this. Oh yeah. And, and I, I think that's kind of the way you have to think about it. Or, you know, a lot of people get hung up on, you know, is the, you know, should I wait, you know, will there be a deal on it's like, yeah, there might be a deal on, but it's usually after there's been like three price hikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so BT dubs, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Raleigh crump was the answer. <laughs> was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, Raleigh crump was the answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> this is just uh this is getting funny already but i mean he was i mean he was the one that designed en- enchanted tiki room so it makes it makes sense right so anyway uh <laughs> I, I now all i can think about now though by the way was is, is this idea of having having a actual uh tiki room restaurant i i'm i'm in i, w- I would go to that in a heartbeat all right <laughs> let's do it let's make it happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry did, did i lose you on the 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 price conversation because i'm not buying listen here's the thing like damon and i are on opposite opposite sides of this thing right because damon will only buy direct but i'm never buying direct Mm -hmm. again like just not gonna happen like there's no need for me to buy direct ever again and so like why would i I, i'm just not gonna do it i'll I'll buy resale from now on because it's so much cheaper and i don't need to buy direct anymore so like i'm just never going to right So I'm going to use that as a segue into the fact that the Disneyland can tower construction goes vertical. Well, that's so the yeah, next you thing. kind of have to buy direct, right? <laughs> like you're yeah. going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I see what you're saying and I agree, you know, I, I would like to avoid buying direct, but the fact that the Disneyland can, uh, the Disneyland tower is being built right now. And, and so that was the next piece of news we had here yeah. is, uh, um, you know, th- this is going to be coming up soon like like in the next year or two yeah and if you want you know you know to your point yeah for for anything disney world i I agree with you you know at this point and you know even when we bought more points for the poly we didn't buy direct because um yeah i i don't i don't feel the need to to buy direct at this point because you know i have the points that i do but you know if i'm going to go buy points in disneyland uh, I pretty much have to buy direct because sure. there is no resale market out there really, or, or, you know, there, there's hardly anything to speak of. At this point. I feel and, like that's an exception, right? Like, I, yeah. so this is because even with any new resorts that they build at Disney world, like I'm not clamoring to, to buy points at any of the new resorts, right? Like I'll, I'll use right, my because, before, you know, points to book at those resorts. Like I don't need to own at like Riviera. I just don't like, if I want to stay there, I use the points I have, but this is different. Like this is, a, a very small inventory they have right now at Disneyland. And, and so, yeah, I, I would totally buy it. If I, if I was a Disneyland person and live close by there, I would a hundred percent buy direct for this. Yeah. So and, I, get, I get it. I, it's totally different. I think. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, yeah, if, if, uh, 
I shouldn't say this because I, you know, I, you know, I, I don't have a crystal ball, but I, I think if the, this tower was already built and it, you know, if, if there was, you know, the option for resale, um, I think, you know, if I, if I knew what I know now, um, I maybe would have looked at resale for my first contract purchase instead of going direct through poly as well. But yeah, I mean, but again, it, that, that was also a matter of opportunity at the time. Like when we looked at it and we we're like, okay, you know, you know, these poly contracts, you know, just, or like it was in that timing where, cause they were offering them because of the, uh, the recent renovation and, you know, they were direct and, and, you know, the cost on them was still reasonable. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think that that was kind of a, a lightning in the bottle thing. I think for the, for the new, um, tower, it's, yeah, you know, we, we're already talking about it, and I'm more likely than not going to um, get points there. You know, pro- probably probably not as many as I have at the Poly because we don't need to spend as many days there. But I'll definitely make sure that I have some points on the West Coast. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what the per night is there though, too, right? Like, I, I don't know what yeah, those what I'm, that's going to look like. But I, I'm hoping. Actually, I should I should look at the Grand Californian point charts here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that they won't go above like, you know, 22 to 23 points a night because then then that works out, you know, for like four nights I you can get in for, you know, around 100 points, which isn't bad. Yeah, which yeah, it's not too bad. Not too yeah. bad. All right. Well, yeah, and so now they they're actually making uh progress on this unlike reflections which uh mm-hmm. you know, it's just an empty empty lot right now so that's that's not happening so but i mean listen they you know they're they're building something new here and that's and that's great and i think everybody's excited about it i mean it, it is interesting to me that they're still what they're saying what 2023 for this one right is that next year already yeah I, yeah i guess that, i mean that makes sense if the if the tower is being built now yeah yeah it's just, it's just amazing that we're you know we're starting out with like uh we're just on the uh, on the bottom of this right now. There's just the the foundation, and then you know within a year it'll be open. Yeah, 2023 opening. Yeah, but who knows when that? I mean, that could be the end of 2023 too. So who knows what that's going to look like? But yeah, all right, yeah. So I'm so just that's it. I'm just looking. <laughs> you got me googling again. Um, uh, that's what the, happens. Yeah, the the point values for a deluxe studio at the Grand Californian, um, the lowest is seventeen and the highest is thirty seven, depending on okay. the time of year. That's not so. terrible though. I mean, like that's you know that's that's doable. Thirty yeah. seven's a lot, but that's probably Christmas and that is yeah yeah. That, that's I mean that's Christmas that's peak. peak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So I don't know why I even said probably because obviously is <laughs> during those times. So yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, I know, we're excited for this. And I, you know, there was another thing on DVC news that I actually didn't even put in here, but did you see the thing about um, Riviera's testing checkout on, uh, on the app on the uh, MDE app? So like you can actually oh. like check out on your phone and like, and instead of which it amazed me that it took them this long to do this because you know, when they do that, it's really operationally good for them because they can know that people left and then they can go and clean those rooms as soon as they can. You know, they can be a little more efficient there. But I mean, and and actually the article that I read this in uh, made a good point in that um, that they used to have that kind of data for a lot of people because they knew when people were going to leave based on a uh, Magical Express, but they don't have that anymore, mm-hmm. right? So it's similar to the park reservations. They don't have FastPass anymore. So 
they don't they don't have a way to know how many people are going to show up other than guessing right so so that's park reservations now they know um but you know it kind of seems interesting that they're building this in now I, i i mean i think it's it's good for disney but i also think it's good for uh, you know, for, for guests too, because it'd be good to be able to check out and just immediately like see your whole, like your whole bill, you know, n- now you get the emails, right. And you can look through them, but it's not, it's just an email. You don't, you know, it's not, it's not in the app where you could like, you know, scroll through it easily, I guess, but. Yeah. And, and I guess, yeah, I've, 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 I was thinking about this and yeah, usually um, checking out like it's, it's so different now, right? Like, yeah. like you said, everything is so um, modernized and done through the app that, you know, it, it almost feels like, you know, well, why do I even need to check out? You know, they'll just know when I leave my room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I wonder if that will be, I, I almost forgot that this was a thing that was coming because we haven't heard anything about it, but whether we're going to put all those, uh, those uh, Amazon devices in all the rooms. Like, I wonder if that's going to be able to thing that you're going to be able to do on that too. Like, you know, Alexa, check me out. Oh, that sounds bad. This is a Disney out of the hotel. Check me out of the hotel. Yes. Yeah. That's probably not the, I would, I would like to use. check out. Yeah. I would like to check out. Yeah. Check me out. That's uh, too good. <laughs> listen i might have said it on purpose who knows uh, <laughs> all right just imagine what alexa would say to that <laughs> yeah what, what would alexa say to that uh, it's yeah. a good thing i don't have any alexas in here because they'd be freaking out it's just every time i yeah. say the uh the g-o-o-g-l-e word uh every all the devices in my house uh, start listening so i can't yeah. i gotta stop saying that word so often <laughs> oh my gosh i keep i clicked on the tiktok for this next article and i just I started blasting the music for it in my do you ears. Regret clicking on yeah. TikTok now. I do. I I always yeah. regret clicking on TikTok. <laughs> it, it's a weird place for sure. But yeah. I mean, Disney's doing more and more stuff on TikTok, and and this mm-hmm. is where they made their announcement of the the minivans returning to service. So uh, this summer, right? Yeah, this summer. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting because so. I, I you know I had a conversation with. Um, someone in our group right i, I and I, I apologize if you're listening right now that i i don't remember who it was but um you know about like why is this coming back when there are other things that are still not back right and i think the simple simple explanation for this is anyone can drive a car <laughs> like yeah. for the most part right like it's it's you don't need special licenses you don't need to know how to cook and you know in the case of line cooks you don't need to be an actor you don't need to have technical skills it's just most people can drive a car <laughs> and and be personable. Yes. yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You need yeah. that too. Right. But like, you know, part of the reason why some of the restaurants are still closed is, and Disney said this is they can't find short order cooks. They just can't find them. Like they, they they're not able to hire as many as you, as they need. And listen, mm-hmm. I know that's not like it's the same as a chef, but I was a short order cook before and I was pretty bad at it. So like there is a skill the, to it. It's not like, you know, yeah, there, anybody, there, there can is a it. lower, a yes. lower threshold that they're looking for of course of course yeah. it's it's not like a you know a, a a chef that you would find at victorian alberts but it's also not a something that's completely and totally you know unskilled right not that driving is you know unskilled but it's you know i don't, I mean, don't want to offend anybody yeah, you, that drives for a living I, I don't want to but i'm just saying there's it's it's different right you most there's people, far more people that have driver's licenses than yes. there are 
other things. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> usually, usually people who, you know, you like there is professional drivers, but, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, driving could be you know, like, it's just part of what you Your do. Day routine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> and I mean, listen, there's also a skill to minivans too. And that, you know, like you said, you have to be personable. You have to be able to talk to people. Cause I know that's one of the main selling points, right? Is, is that mm-hmm. it's a cast member. It's somebody that can, you know, give you information about the parks and stuff like that. But those, those are, you know, of course things that you can train and things like that. So. I, I could totally be a minivan driver. I, you know what? That feels like it would be a pretty good gig. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just drive around the property all day, you know, talk to people, you know, kind, kind of like we do on the podcast here, you know, yeah. you know, just, just throw facts at people, give them tips, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Make up rumors about stuff like the bus drivers do all the time, you know, uh, <laughs> that might not be a good idea. <laughs> every time, every time I see somebody post in one of the Facebook groups, they're like, Oh, I heard from a bus driver. This is happening. He's like, yeah, probably yeah. isn't <laughs> this bus drivers just love to make stuff up. <laughs> anyway no this is good damon commented on this by saying i liked these that's his three word comment uh on this is he liked the minivan so all right well so did i i i used them multiple times and i was sad when they shut them down i'm glad that uh um for for us we actually we've started budgeting this into our trip oh using the minivans is like part of your budget yeah 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 because um so, so like, for example, you know, obviously with us staying at the Polynesian, we can get to three of the four, um, parks relatively easy, um, you know, through, you know, Epcot, Hollywood studios and, and magic kingdom. Um, we do actually plan to, or like we've gotten to a point where we're like, you know, let's just take a minivan to animal kingdom because it's a really, it's the furthest one away and kind of, you know. It, it justifies the trip a little bit more instead sure. of, you know, just taking a, a quick trip with the minivan. Um, but then also, yeah, you know, it's, it, it, to me, it feels like, you know, just like get, getting a lift or anything, you know, the, the buses are, while they're re- reliable in that, you know, the buses are always coming, um, they take a lot longer than you think. And it actually saves us time by hopping in a minivan. Well, and, and, you know, the, the one thing they haven't said yet is whether the airport service is going to return for this. Right. And I, I tend to think that th- it is going to, right. Because I think Disney wants a piece of that pie of, of getting people from the airport to the, to the resorts. And, and, uh, you know, they had that service before where the, you could do that. So I think Disney sees this as an easy way to a increase transportation capacity. Right. And B, obviously increase revenue because they make a lot of money off these two. So there's the shelf yeah. of that. Um, but I, I, you know, I actually, it's funny because there were a couple blogs out there and I'm not going to name who, which ones uh, said this, but there were some that said it was done for good, right? That they were turning in the vehicles and it was over. But I, I kind of didn't believe that. Like, I just never believed that that was the case. I, I, I felt like this is, it was a popular service, even though it was expensive, people really seemed to like it. And I just didn't see them getting rid of it completely. You know, I, I always felt like it was going to make a return at some point. And plus, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing that can't be undone, right? Like, even if they returned all the cars, it's not like they couldn't get them back again. <laughs> like, you know, it's Disney. They can get a fleet of, of vehicles anytime they want. And, and yeah, truth be told, you know, they don't want two or three-year-old vehicles. Yeah. You know, as they're bringing the service back in. So, yeah, why would they keep the old vehicles, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. I, I listen. I'm. I, I think this is good. I have never used the service. I, I didn't use it, but I could see myself using it, especially because. And I, I think this is 
uh, important for uh, parents who have kids that are in car seats still, right? Is, you know, you, you feel a lot more comfortable with the car seat that is going to be uh, provided by Disney than you would from a random Uber driver. And that's no yeah. offense to any Uber drivers listening to this. It's just, there's a certain amount of confidence that comes with what Disney's offering there, uh, especially, like I said, for people that need car seats. So, yeah. yeah. I, I don't need a car seat. I just want the pleasant ride. Yeah. You want the pleasant ride? I get that too. <laughs> I have feared for my life many times in an Uber. <laughs> I, I've, I've actually only used, I, I've used Lyft at Disney World. Um, outside of that, I don't really use rideshare services. So every experience that I've had with it has been, or you know, with any rideshare has been good at this point, but I know it's very limited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've, yeah. I've had I've had a couple where I was like, oh yeah, okay, this isn't this is a uh, scary, this is a terrifying. So, <laughs> but anyway, they take like weird detours down wooded roads with no lights and stuff. No, or, no. Like- so like, okay, so I had one one time. I was in <laughs> Miami. Okay, I was in Miami, and uh, I, uh, I I had this one where literally every light that we were at, if there was a person in front of our Uber driver. And the the light turned green, and the person didn't immediately move. This guy would beep his horn nonstop, and then he was weaving in and out of cars and cutting people oh, off oh, and yeah. driving a hundred miles per hour on the highway. Like I, I'm not even sure we got into an Uber. I think we just got into a random person's car because I don't know how this person was allowed to drive for Uber. <laughs> but anyway, huh. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> he got a one star rating from me <laughs> i bet probably some poor guy out there that never got the pickup is going what the heck <laughs> yeah what's going on here yeah it's just i mean that was that was yeah it was a little scary anyway <laughs> this next thing right, had let, me geeking yeah. out really hard i don't know about you man but yeah. i was geeking out really about this so so is this picture okay so connections cafe and eatery floor design pays homage to the original Epcot design. So this picture on Zach Ridley's Instagram is go this all the way what? to the right. Go all the way to the right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mm. that's the actual floor. Uh, so basically Zach Ridley on Instagram, if you don't, if you haven't checked out his Instagram, he posts lots of cool stuff, but basically the new connections cafe has the floor. I know we're talking about flooring, but I just find this really cool. Uh, it has, it needs to be some, uh, fiber optic lights in this floor. Oh, that would continue. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So they built, uh, basically it's, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a copy of the, if you're familiar with the the picture of like Walt Disney standing in front of what the plans for the original Epcot were, uh, you know that big circle image that has like like all the the circles on the outside and then the transportation going through the middle and all that stuff. They basically took that and and built it into the floor of Connections Cafe. And I just I, I I'm I'm loving that they're doing these kinds of little things that are you know, going back to the original design for Epcot, I just think it's very cool. And I mean, just even some of the details of this, where, um, what do you say here? Like, um, uh, the radial layout and celebrate the purposeful geometry and organic symmetry of Epcot. Uh, you know, the designs were created with a sustainable biopolymer material, which is 3d printed to provide an intricate, ta- uh, an intricate template. That line work is then laid out by skilled craftspeople and then poured into and then poured flooring material. It 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 looks really cool. Yeah, I, I, it does. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's you know, it's it's very 
it's very pleasant to look at and yeah you know is a, is a good uh it's very epcot <laughs> very epcot and, and very disney imagineering right like this yes. is <laughs> this is something that uh you know people people talk about or and you know we we've talked about this too you know sometimes yeah. it feels like disney you know they'll, they'll do stuff and it's a little too modern or a little too you know looks like everything else um more of this please cause. yeah or you know like throwing <laughs> things that don't fit in right like so a lot of people are yeah. mad about gardens of the galaxy being in epcot right so that's it, more of this kind of stuff is like shows you that they still care about the original theme of epcot right like they they do care about these things and and you know I, i'm sure that there were some imagineers not happy with Guardians of the Galaxy showing up in Epcot too, right? Like if you're an Epcot purist, I, I could see that. Th- th- that's a bit of a different conversation. And, and sure. you know, I don't, I don't see it as a slight against, you know, any, anything to do with Epcot. I, I'm thinking of it more from the stance of, you know, just, you know, some of the things we've seen lately, it's, or so I'll use the, uh, the taking the clown away from boardwalk as an example. Sure, you know, sure, we were, yeah. we were thinking, you know, they, they put up that, that, um, mural in front of it and we were like, you know, okay, that's kind of boring. Like, you know, sure. you know, I get, you know, it, it seemed like Disney dialed it in, right. That this does not feel like something that was dialed in. Like, you know, no. they, they, they put the thought in, they, they made sure that, you know, they took something that, you know, is a bit of an Easter egg that, you know, most people walking by just go, Oh, you know, that's a cool, like pinwheel design or something. But, for those people that know, you know, they know. If you know, <laughs> that, you know. Uh, is that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, bec- it becomes an inside thing or it becomes almost like a hidden Mickey, but uh, a hidden Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> a hidden Epcot reference. Yeah. A, a hidden original Epcot reference, which is, uh, you know, kind of cool. I mean, it, it is. I, I assume that most Disney fans know that that Epcot was was not a, intended to be an amusement park, uh, you know, at, well, and it's onset. If, right? if you know like, what the a- acronym stands for for Epcot, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's true, but I, I just I assume that most people know that piece of history, right? That like Epcot was supposed to be an actual working city where people lived and worked and and did research, and you know there were things tried out you know that experiments and you know science done and all sorts of cool stuff right but like after walt disney died it kind of like that vision kind of died with him and so then it was mm-hmm. like all right we'll do a theme park then you know <laughs> like it kind of changed but i i you know if you don't have that visionary person behind it for something that's kind of a radical idea especially at the time right it's yeah you know it's well, it, it, i get even why now it's a radical idea honestly even now it's a radical idea yeah, honestly sure, sure yeah it is a pretty radical idea yeah absolutely so yeah man i i just love this kind of detail work i i love that they're doing this kind of stuff and and i feel like they've been doing the epcot reimagining the right way right i mean i feel like mm-hmm. so much of what they've done they've made so many great decisions with what they've been doing with the reimagining there and i mean it cast aside the the guardians thing i mean i don't have a problem with it but i know a lot of people will Right. But the other stuff that they're doing, the things that like the entrance uh, to, to Epcot now is just is is very and like the logos like it just it feels very much like they're really honoring the original vision of the park, not necessarily of the city, but some of it obviously of the city because we have this cool this cool floor. So <laughs> it, it almost feels like a community of tomorrow. Almost. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's it's interesting too, because, and I always go back to Imagineer and story, and I'm sure people are tired of me doing that. But um, 
you know, sometimes obviously there's these things that come from above and like then and the Imagineers are just kind of like, okay, well, we got to make this work, right? We got to make this make sense. And in an Imagineering story, they talked about how, you know, Joe Rohde actually talked about how when they initially told him they were going to do Avatar, he was like, that doesn't fit with Animal Kingdom. I don't know how we're going to do that. <laughs> like, but eventually <laughs> they make it, you know, they make it work and, yeah. and make somewhat sense. But like, I'm sure at some point somebody, they brought Guardians to, to the Imagineers and they were like, well, how does that fit with Epcot? How are we going to fit that with Epcot? You know, and I, they kind of made it made sense where you have like a pavilion that's about space and other, but you know, it's still I mean, kind of yeah, I, I, like it's an. I mean, it's an. <laughs> in in my mind, again, this is just my own head canon, and you know, I'm sure nobody else would agree with, agree with it necessarily. But you know, Xandar in in Guardians of the Galaxy could be you know a a template for an Epcot type planet, right? That's, like it's you know, that's it, fair. It, yeah, it, you know, it does align with that idea of, you know, a futuristic, like everyone's working, everyone's, you know, functioning together in this big community, right? Like that, that's the way I've always seen any depictions of Xandar is, sure. you know, it's, it, it feels like, you know, you know, that futuristic, um, I don't know. I, I Again, it's, it's not even like I keep wanting to say a city, but it, it's you know it's it's an entire planet, it's an entire planet. that functions like that. So <laughs> yeah, I, you know, um, listen, yeah. I I think you can I think you can make it work, right? Like you you definitely mm-hmm. can make it work, right? But it, uh, and and also it's just a little bit strange too, right? Because it, you know Epcot originally didn't really have a lot of IP in it, right? And we, we I think we've talked about this before, and that's why they kind of created Figment, right? Because it was. Figment was an original character to that park, but you know, slowly but surely, the IP has been creeping its way in. You know, <laughs> like, and 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 truthfully, it's it's been for a little while now, right? You know, you had Frozen, you had, I mean, even I don't know if you would consider I mean, that Shrunk the Kids was in there a long time ago too. What do you like? That's true. Yeah, IP has been in there longer than I think a lot of people want to admit. Yeah, that's. I mean, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, right? Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. That was a good time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying, but I mean, like it, it was not, it, it's, it wasn't a, a park that you expected like a lot of IP to be in, right? Like Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. is basically all IP, right? And, and Magic Kingdom at this point is, is for the most part, all IP, right? Even, even now, like with things that were original, like Jungle Cruise or now have a movie, so are kind of IP now, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's Disney just expanding on it and making sure that they have those right tie-ins. But yeah, yeah. again, that, you know, you know, that, that is the entire premise of Disney theme parks to begin with, because it, you know, you know, it goes all the way back to the beginning when, you know, he's releasing sleeping beauty and he built the castle to line up with the movie release. Listen, so Trevor, I'm on your side. Okay. Like I, I don't, I think it's smart and makes total sense for them to do do that. I, you know, I, but anyway, yeah, I, I just think anyone's saying there's too much IP, like, you're arguing nothing in my mind <laughs> you, because yeah, sure. the, the entire premise of how Disney operates is everything is based off of an IP. Even, you know, even if it's, you know, existed in the parks first, the, yeah, there, there's been so many things over the years that they they've tied into movies and <laughs> don't yeah. get me wrong though. I do enjoy the stories. That, I mean, the, the, the attractions that have an original story to them, right. That are not tied to like a blockbuster movie. Like I think if Disney was doing more of those and not just doing IP, 
you know, it, I, I get why some people are upset about that, right? Because because Disney used to make rides that had original stories, but it's it's really not a thing they do anymore. I mean, I, I'm trying to even think of the last one they did that was an original story, and I I'm mm. blanking completely here. <laughs> like, I mean, there there has been like a lot more than you think. Like, even just like, I mean, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom was all original stories to start off with, right? I mean, like, yeah, most until, of, yeah, yeah, because even even count like Dinosaur. Well, that was movie. There was a movie though. Well, no, because it was originally Countdown to Extinction, right? And yeah, then and then they, they based it on, renamed it Dinosaur for that movie that came out that bombed, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then yeah, you know, Everest has no tie-in. That's um, true. Yeah, basically yeah. all of the Animal Kingdom park. <laughs> like, exactly. But even even that though, now like you know, tough to be a bug. You got you got a you know Avatar, of course. You got you know it, it, there's there's finding nemo that that is going to come back at some point so lion king you know but those i mean those are also like obvious tie-ins right like you you have mm-hmm. a lot of and, and a lot of things and you know disney nature and all that so i you know listen i'm not decrying the use of ip i think it makes sense i just think there are some people that I, miss when they would make rides that were like you know like a big thunder that was not tied to anything you know it was just uh, or even a space mountain right that was just but then its own story so, so maybe the, the I, this is a waitlist question that I'm asking here. But then, so where would Disney go next for a non movie based ex, uh, attraction? Oh man, that's, a, that's because because what have they not covered at this point? That is that is the problem, right? Like it's like what original d- ideas are left? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's not going to be compared to something that already exists. So yeah, you're not wrong. So. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right, so we talked about that right. for a while. Let's uh let's go to this next one. So Disney H2O Glow After Hours returning this summer. Now, this is um an event that takes place at Typhoon Lagoon. Uh and you know, I have never been interested in this because we don't really do water parks in my family. So uh, well, my wife does not like water parks. I kind of like them. But like we've never gone out of our way to go to the Disney water parks. So this is one that I'm not necessarily interested in, but Damon wanted to say you know, this is something I haven't done at Disney that I'm really interested in. Luminous water park sounds great. So, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm absolutely on board with that too. Um, I, you know, we yeah. obviously we are a water park family. That our biggest problem is that we never go in the summer. So, um, well, yeah. the, the dates for this are from May 28th to August 27th. That's very rarely will we go during that window, which is unfortunate, but yeah, like I, to me, I would love to do uh, an after hours water park, um, event like this. Um, one, cause yeah, you know, like to Damon says, you know, it'd be really cool. You, you know, you know, the, you know, pools lit up, all that kind of stuff would be super fun. Um, I also, uh, the heat is a, a hard thing to stand even at a water park for me. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So nighttime water park sounds perfect from from my point of view. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm actually with you. I would I would love to do this. Um, you know, I because I do like water parks, right? So this would be fun. Now, yeah. No, I guess I guess here's a question for you. Um, do or you said you know you you guys were never really interested in it before, but now that you have your daughter, um, do you or? has she shown any indication in you know water slides or anything like that because i think i think for me like you know i i definitely liked water slides when i was a kid but i went through a phase where you know my wife and i weren't 
actively going to water parks, like, like kind of like you, you're just like, eh, that's not a big deal. But when my son came along, uh, now I'm all in back into it because it's something I want to do with him. And, you know, I'm seeing it through his eyes. Yeah. I mean, not right now. Right. So like I, Mm -hmm. she, you know, she does like swim class and stuff, but she, she has kind of a love hate relationship with pools at the moment. So (laughs) (laughs) that's fair. Yeah. So, um, I mean, maybe someday, but right now, no. But for those wondering, by the way, this takes between it takes place between eight p.m. and eleven p.m. So that's awesome. Yeah. So that's I, yeah. Yeah, I I would be in for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it includes um, unique, vibrant decor, high energy DJ dance party, exclusive glow themed menu items, and more. So it sounds fun. Yeah, like just. Like, I, I don't know about you, but, uh, or again, th- this may just be me being Canadian, but you know, anytime we, we would ever go, you know, to California or to Florida, um, we always found that like, like, even when I was going with my family, when I was a kid, uh, we would, you know, we would go down to the pool after dinner, you know, in the evening, you know, when it's, you know, it's getting dark, mm-hmm. you know, the pool's lit up. I love that, but there was never anybody else in the pool. Or, oh, or yeah. a lot of the times there wasn't. And, and, you know, keep in mind, like we were going in like February, March, which I, I think, you know, for people, uh, you know, native to California in particular, they're probably going, no, that's, you know, way too cold <laughs> to be in the pool. But to us, it was awesome. Like it was, <laughs> yeah, it was the right temperature. So I don't know. <laughs> I, this, it's also worth noting too, by the way. So like, it looks like you get popcorn and ice cream for free as part of the event. And then guests with tickets for the party can actually enter Typhoon Lagoon as early as 6 p.m. So the party doesn't start till 8. But if you have t- if you have tickets for this, you can actually show up uh, at 6 p.m. I do so not you, see a... Go ahead. Sorry. So you can get a good five hours at Typhoon yeah. Lagoon. Like, that's that's a good amount of time. Yeah, especially, like, once the party starts. Because the idea of these after-hour events is that they are, you know, uh, really limited, right? So, like, you, you don't mm-hmm. have a lot of people there. So you should be able to, like, walk on to everything. Yeah, hit all hit all the slides pretty quick, and you know, do whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because also, like, like Typhoon Lagoon is not anywhere near as big as like Magic Kingdom, so yeah, you should be able to get everything done pretty quick there, and then have lots of time to yeah, you know, dance parties or whatever else you want to do. Exactly. I'm not seeing a price anywhere here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they have a price going on. Uh, I'm sure. I don't know if they've disclosed that yet. But I, and I also don't know if DVC members are getting a discount on that either. So uh, it's possible, though. I mean, you know, you never know. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm not. Stay I'm tuned. not seeing. I'm not seeing a price anywhere. Let me see if I got. All right, got to do some more. This isn't. Uh, I'm not using a search engine this time. I actually clicked on the link that's there. So, all right, here we go. Ticket prices. All right, $75 per adult, $70 per child. They give you a whole $5 discount for the children. <laughs> That's wow. not too much more expensive than a regular park admission. Well, and actually, DVC members or pass holders, $59 for adults, $54 for kids. That's actually pretty oh, good. That's yeah. even better. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good price, I think. That, uh, yeah, because I, I think like regular admission is around $60 yeah. for the water parks. So. I mean, that's, that's paying for a regular day admission, but you know, you know, like I said, the, the, you know, all the people go, well, you know, it's just an after hours or, you know, it's from eight to 11, but no, you know, if you plan to arrive there at six, like I, I, for me, you know, we, we go to the water parks in the morning and after about, you know, 
four or five hours, we're usually done anyway. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. you know, you don't need to spend the entire day there. You know, that sounds, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. And plus all the entertainment you're going to get with this and all that stuff. And by the way, for those that, uh, that are wondering these, the tickets do go on sale March 29th for guests of Disney resorts, uh, Swan and dolphin and shades of green. Uh, so you can get in early, but uh general ticket sales go on sale, uh, April 1st. So, all right. Yeah. Let's see what right, else we last got here. Big news thing is the cultural representative program is returning to Epcot. That so excellent news. Yes, that that is fantastic. And to to quote Damon, uh, "Woohoo, great news!" <laughs> and I don't think he means that sarcastically. <laughs> no, I, I I know I know he's <laughs> legitimately happy. It's just funny that you know for we get four words it's, for that, yeah, but. Uh, I enjoy Damon um, just giving like little clips of what he he's he wants to talk about and what his yeah. his opinion is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, yeah, so this is great news, man. Because I I have to tell you, you know that definitely felt like something that was missing, right? Because there there is something to the the whole thing of all the people that work within the each one of the countries is actually from that country. It's just a it it just mm-hmm. it's that immersion was missing. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of miss that. I, you know, cause I would, I would, I'd like to talk to the cast members, uh, you know, and, and, and learn some stuff, you know, and I, I've, I've always found that really interesting and uh, it was kind of sad that we didn't, you know, you didn't have that before. So, yeah. So, but, um, no, hey, listen, hey, this is great and I'm glad to bring it back. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it's, it's about time that they do it. I mean, it's, you know, this is really the first time that they could do it, could do it. But, uh, the good thing is that they're, starting with people that uh got had to you know get canceled because of the, in the 2020 program so if there were participants that were going to be part of the 2020 program and then couldn't do it because you know the park shut down uh they get first first dibs at uh at this which is i think an awesome thing for them to do uh to give those people that were already accepted a chance to do it right which yeah you know ho- hopefully some of those people can because uh, you know two years a lot can change and you know you know i'm sure you know they won't have everybody coming back full force they, they also did mention that uh this program will come back in phases so yes this starts in the summer so un- unfortunately you know with us going in may we're not going to be able to you know start seeing the results of this but later in the year you'll start seeing representatives and then i would expect you know going into the fall and the winter um you'll gradually see more and more people from different countries coming back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is, this is great news. I'm, I'm really glad that they are, are doing this. Um, yeah, that's, it's great. Getting back to getting back to some somewhat normal. <laughs> okay. Um, so I wanted to watch this last video here, but oh, you have not watched the Dapper dance performing. We don't talk about Bruno, uh, from Disneyland. Yet. Oh, you gotta, now you gotta watch it. It's, it's, it's really well done. my, my wife sent this to me because she is on TikTok, and I, I just as a um, person, do not understand TikTok. Uh, maybe it's you know because I'm not in my twenties, but neither is my wife though. I, she just picked that up, but uh, you know, I, yeah, take a listen to it. I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty well done. I mean, of course, it's well done. Why wouldn't it be well done? But if you guys haven't seen right. this, did you? I'm sorry, I'm talking over you, I'm, listening to this, but uh, I, I, yeah, just give me a second. Somebody <laughs> has to Keep talk going. on the podcast, Trevor. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll just stop for a sec so you can listen no no i got okay i got it now yeah i'll i'll watch it properly later but uh yeah. no it's uh 
that's cool <laughs> for starters. And I, I hope that, or it feels like the Dapper Dans haven't done stuff like that very often. I was thinking or kind of the same thing, but I feel like yeah. recently they've been they've been doing more of it, you know? Right. Like I feel yeah, like and, the past couple of years they've been doing more. Yeah, and, and I guess, you know, it's not that I necessarily want to hear the Dapper Dans doing just covers of, you know, whatever the latest movie is either. But, you know, it's it's cool that they're um like I if I if I would happen to be walking down Main Street and they were doing that, I would definitely stop. <laughs> Well, that's, I guess that's my question though. Do they do this just for TikTok or are they actually, is this in the rotation? You know what I mean? Like, are they actually performing this at Disneyland or did they just do it for TikTok? I I feel like, I feel like they might have a little bit of liberty on some of this stuff. Cause like even like, I know you say like, is it in their rotation? But like, I've noticed with the Dapper Dan's, like it's not always, it's not always a hundred percent scripted what they do. That's true. Every time, yeah, that's right? true. Like they, they, they do have a little bit of flexibility to improvise from time to time, it seems, or, or to, you know, change it up. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't I know if it's that- a, if it's like a roster thing that they have for songs that they can play. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is interesting. Can I, can I give a hot take on this? I want to say we, t- we don't talk about Bruno is the third best song from Encanto. I just want to say that. Okay. What, I what's your first two? Let, let, I, I want to see if you're wrong. <laughs> if I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, man. What, what do you mean I'm if kidding. I'm wrong? I, <laughs> I, so I think I think there's a better... I think the Family Magical is a better song, personally. Okay, yeah. And then I think mm-hmm. Surfer's Pressure is a better song. I think both of those are better songs. I I would agree. Um, the, the only other hot take I would have is... Uh, I, I think I actually like uh, What Else Can I Do... That one's good above too. those yeah. ones as well. That's actually my favorite. Really? That's your favorite. See, I think, yeah, I don't know. I, there's, there's certain things I like about surface pressure and there's certain things I like about family magical. Like I, I there's, I like family magical cause there's some like, you know, it's just some parts of it that I think are, are really kind of cool and like just mm-hmm. wait, wait, I don't know. It's just a cool song. I just, I find it catchy. I find that that one getting stuck in my head more than I think anything, but I get why people, are attracted to we don't talk about Bruno, right? Like I, I get that. Like, and I'm not saying it's a bad song. I like it. It's a good song. I just, I, I, I don't feel like it should be the number one on the playlist. I, I think there should be. Uh, the, I, I agree with what else. Like, can I do? That's a good song too. I mean, it, you don't, you can't, you don't have any bad songs on that soundtrack, really. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it it's, is pretty amazing. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I mean, even I don't know if you saw the thing too with uh, waiting Amer- uh, waiting on a miracle where uh, uh, and I, I don't want to butcher her name. It's Stephanie Beatriz Beatriz. Yeah, was uh, g- was like going into labor as she recorded that. Apparently, did you read that? About, oh, about is that? that? Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was that song, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But apparently, like she didn't tell anybody. But I guess she was like she she wanted to finish the recording before. Her- <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I finally did get around to seeing that movie, obviously. And uh, but yeah, like I said, I think I don't know, Surface Pressure and then is, like Family Magical. Is the playlist know? on repeat in your house? Oh man. So I'm not gonna lie. So when I pick my daughter up from daycare, she's usually requesting Encanto to listen to, right? So mm-hmm. but what happens is my daycare is like five minutes from my house, right? So like we're talking like just get to listen to the first song of the album usually. Right. You know, and, so you and I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes, if I hop back in my car, you know, in between daycare visits, like 
I might let it play the next song, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I might listen to a couple here and there. Uh, but yeah, it's, it is on repeat a lot in my house for sure. But no, my daughter also fair. goes back to frozen all the time too. So frozen is still, is still happening a lot in this house. Um, so we're, 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 we're frozen to sometimes uh, original frozen. Sometimes it just, you know, all, all, all three of these are, are on constant repeat in, in my house. So, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, for for us, yeah, Encanto, like, actually, now that I think about it, like, we, we were listening to it on Spotify for a bit. Yeah. But what actually surprised me was that, um, you, you know, my, my son will, um, he'll just go down into the, uh, into the living room and put a show on. And for a while there, he was just watching Encanto, which, yeah. um, he didn't, it, it kind of surprised me and, and, but I get it. Like it's, it's one of those shows that you don't realize how catchy it is. And then, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, and, and like I said, it just surprised me. Cause like he's, he's at that age where, um, he, his outward appearance is such that nothing impresses him anymore. You know? Well, yeah, that's, the, that's, the, uh, yeah, that's teenagers, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> teenager. Right. So, so the, the fact that he actually was like actively, watching the show i was like oh wow like that's that says something <laughs> oh yeah yeah no, it was yeah. it was a great movie Have, did you watch seeing red yet because i know you were excited about that one since it was like, no we're movie. we're watching that tomorrow actually so nice. we didn't get a chance we have we didn't get a chance to the last couple of weekends but uh yeah we've we've all committed to sitting down tomorrow to watch it so i'll okay. get uh, i'll get up to speed on that <laughs> nice nice yeah yeah i have not watched that one yet either although i'm like which is weird for me. I'm several movies behind on Pixar. Like I mm-hmm. have, I've not seen soul. I have not seen, uh, Luca and I have, you know, not seen seeing red. Like, so I, I really need to catch up on those. It's one of those things where it's impossible to get my wife to watch a movie. Like it absolutely impossible. But I know if I watch them without her, she's going to be like, why'd you watch that without me? You know, like <laughs> I'm, I'll admit I'm that person in the, in the house. Well, oh, okay. I'm, so you're one the one trying that, to get you to watch movies and you won't watch movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I find it hard because I have other things that I want to do, and yeah, yeah, um, you know, committing to sitting down for a couple hours, like it, and that's why you know, like tomorrow we we all agreed to to sit down and do it because I was like, okay, I have some time, you know, before I fill it up with anything else that I want to do, you know, let's let's yeah. sit down and watch the show, um, and that, but then yeah, you know, I, um, I, I've I've learned to not. Get, get upset about because like um yeah like you know i i didn't watch luca either um you know my son watched it out but i was kind of like eh, okay you know that that's fine you know, like i because i realized that you know if he wants to watch it i'm not gonna tell him no because you know he's he's allowed yeah, yeah. to watch whatever he wants at this point so, but yeah i just i'm just not that person what that can uh sit down and and watch a lot of movies i, I guess like i, I get it i like I, I have a threshold that like after I've watched like one or two movies, I'm like, okay, I need to do something else. Whereas my wife, like, and, and yeah, my wife is like, she will, she'll go through like a week where it's like every night she's picking a different movie to watch. And you I know, just can't do that. <laughs> it's interesting. I'm not, I'm not all that different from you on that. Right. Like, so I do like watching movies. The one thing I'm always game for though is Marvel movies. I don't know why, like, cause there's certain mm. times where like, I will not sit down for like a two hour movie. Right. But then if it's like, I mean, you know, Spider-Man just came, you know, the new newest Spider-Man just came out on video on demand. And I was like, all right, I'll watch that again. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, even though I already saw it, I was like, I, I, I kind of want to watch that again right now. It's, you know, <laughs> so, um, 
yeah do we do we want to talk about this mirrorverse thing really quickly before we go or do we uh, you know? yeah sure so what do you know about mirrorverse because i so okay i i've known about mirrorverse for a while i actually played it um a while ago because it's been in beta for quite some time now oh really okay um it didn't or it's a mobile game for, I guess yeah, it's, yeah, the it's first a mobile thing. game. So, so, yeah. so Mirrorverse is a mobile game where you get different characters from from different Disney universes, and it's an overarching story where uh, I don't want to say it's like Kingdom Hearts because that, that's not fair. It's not uh, it's not as convoluted it's as King, the, yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, but it it has like 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 the characters all have their own like it's a different twist on what you would normally see from them in yeah. in the shows that they they star in. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it was, uh, I, I played it for a little bit in beta, but, uh, yeah. So what do you know about it? <laughs> Nothing. I, I just, I just know okay. that this announcement came out and it looks kind of cool. Like, I just, I like the, I like the, the, how they, they take, take these Disney characters and they're making them like, I don't know how to describe it. Right. Like there's just, it's, it's making them like bigger, stronger and like, very, um, yeah, very like, um, like, well, role-playing game characters, right? Like, like yeah. Belle is like, she's got the, the staff with the rose on it. And yeah, Donald, Donald very much reminds me of Kingdom Hearts Donald. Like, okay. Just yeah. Sully looks pretty cool though. Sully's got like a whole like set of armor that like, looks like, uh, yeah. like that, that, that looks cool to me. Um, and then, you know, uh, Merida looks really cool too. <laughs> the way they have Merida yeah, in the one the picture. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like so, that, that's really cool. And the genie, yeah, the genie it, looks awesome. Like, yeah, it's, I, it's just, it's cool. Yeah. And actually I just noticed, uh, so in, in the announcement here that, you know, so the mobile game is officially launching June 23rd, but like I said, I, I played the beta uh, a while ago. It wasn't, it wasn't bad, but I, I guess it, it depends on how you feel about mobile games because, um, it like, it, it was very much a, um, a typical mobile game in that, you know, there was a lot of like um, doing. Yeah, if if you played any other mobile game, like it's like you do like daily quests, you do. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that leveling kind of up your characters, all that kind of stuff. Like it, yeah. it had a lot of that. Um, but one thing I did notice is that they also have, um, uh, or I guess they're going to be releasing collectible figures in line with this that are made by McFarland Toys. That's which, cool. yeah, um, yeah. If if you know. McFarland toys um uh Todd McFarland made spawn and you know has a whole kind of empire around um uh figurines and comics and stuff like that so um the 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 toys or the the figurines that he makes are usually pretty good um I have oh man these look cool a, too yeah these yeah. look really cool <laughs> I, I have a couple of his um figurines that uh I've collected over the years um particular well because I'm an anime fan if anyone's knows the anime akira this is do not watch the show with your kids by the way <laughs> I, I love i like the disclaimer yeah it's always good yeah yeah do do not watch akira with your kids um but i have some of the the figurines from that from mcfarlane which uh yeah you know they're they're fantastic and man this Minor captain the jack one they have is really cool too yeah. i mean like these are <laughs> these are cool what <laughs> I I kept my figurines in the box. If anyone's wondering, oh yeah, so. yeah. Well, if Damon was here, you know, he'd already be yelling about that. He's like, "Oh, you got to buy two, so you can play with one." No, I no, I <laughs> have all mine, but they all just they're all they in their box. their boxes right now. So yeah, I mean, well, these yeah. two are like really cool because they're they call them ultra articulation, so they have twenty two moving parts for full range of motion. So mm-hmm. 
which is so that would require taking cool. them out of the box. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. So that's why Damon <laughs> buys two, right? That's you know he's got to buy two so he can play with one. You know, so anyway, yeah. All right. Well, why don't we wrap this up? We got another long okay. episode yeah. on, on our on our hands here, but that's okay. Yeah, that that's perfectly fine. I, I think we had a lot of good stuff to talk about today. So I agree. Hopefully, good hopefully our listeners enjoyed it too. I agree. All right. Um, as usual, if you guys want to reach out to us, make sure you fire us an email at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, we love getting your questions just like, uh, Allison with, uh, with the listener question at the beginning or sorry, not Allison, uh, Alicia. I'm sorry, Alicia. That was <laughs> my bad. It's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, if, if you guys want to, uh, you know, send us an email, please do. We'll, uh, you know, we love hearing your questions, uh, um, you know, sharing your trip reports, stuff like that. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, make sure you, uh, follow us as welcome home podcast on Facebook and uh, check out the, uh, welcome home Disney waitlist, which is our Facebook group for, um, a place to chat with other listeners and, uh, you know, catch all the memes and stuff about, uh, about the show. You can also follow us on YouTube as welcome home podcast and Instagram as welcome home picks, uh, as, we are going to have our meetup coming here in May. Uh, definitely keep an eye on those channels as we get to posting stuff and uh, doing videos and stuff of, of our trip. And uh, if you want to actually help support the podcast, you can go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and check out our merchandise. We got mugs and t-shirts, uh, fanny packs, um, if, if that's your thing. And... Um, and if you would rather support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod and check out some of the different um, Patreon uh, offers we have there. It's Patreon does have exclusive merchandise that you can't get on the store. And it also gets you access to our discord server. If uh, that's another way that you would like to, uh, to interact with us and, and our listeners. Also, if uh, you guys are listening on iTunes or Spotify, uh, please consider leaving us, uh, uh, you know, five stars or writing a review. Those do help other people find the podcast. So, um, yeah, that, you know, that would be nice. Cause, uh, I think, you know, we've obviously been doing well in Switzerland, but I think we need to expand out a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and of course, also don't forget to subscribe to welcome home podcast. So you can be reminded every time we release a new episode, you can find us on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any place you can find podcasts. You can find us, uh, you know, of course, just search for welcome home and the one that says DVC and Disney, uh, just a reminder to our listeners, welcome home podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney company. And as such, all opinions we express on the show are, own so please consult your dvc representative or disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today huge thank you to dvc resale market for sponsoring this episode and of course world of dvc for being our continued partners uh join us next time for more disney parks discussion of course support dvc talk we hope to see you all real soon this is skipper albert a wall the voice of the jungle signing off from welcome home podcast on the dvc when we hit a chair How she can cuddle Is no man's affair I looked around from pole to pole Found her in a sugar bowl